Hello, and welcome to the 96th episode of the Cue It Up podcast, the only podcast that comes with a money-back guarantee. I'm your host, Jared, and to my left is... Mikey. Nick. Eric. And we are the Cue It Up podcast. Mikey, I have a sense of deja vu. That's because we've actually recorded just a little bit of this, so we're going to just talk about a little couple things. Now everyone knows the secret. Not much, though. Uh, Mikey, I believe, you know, I have a a feeling that you watched Terminator 2 this week? No, no, man. I watched T-Deuce. See? T-Deuce. See, that's what we messed messed it up. It's just as unfunny as the first time around. No, no. It wasn't funny because you were the only one at the table that didn't get it. That was what was funny. (laughs) I believe that was, what did we say, uh, was directed by Michael Bay, you thought? No, no, no. That was uh, Avatar. No, I never said Michael Bay. I said Steven Spielberg. See, now we're Using things even further because this is pre this is discussion <laughs> yeah, this before is, we even started. Wow. Right. <laughs> so inside in jokes inside of in jokes, it wouldn't yeah. have even been on the cut that we lost. Yeah, yeah that's true. That's well, Mikey, what do you think of Terminator Two this time? Um, well, I mean, it was all it was awesome, and I had to watch it with commercial breaks, but it still wasn't cut though. So. What I'd be interested in is because young Mikey, bright eyed and bushy tailed young mm. Mikey that watched that movie when he snuck and watched it, even though his parents told him before he, he decided he didn't like sci fi. Yeah. A year and a half to watch that movie, even though he does. And it wasn't sci-fi, and it still isn't. It's still an action movie. Anyway. All right. I will continue, but I, I would be interested to hear something. How did you sneak to watch T2 when you were um, young? Well, T2, I watched at my buddy's house that I lived next door to. His parents rented it. And so you I just went over there and watched it? they rented it for me. Because they felt sorry for me because I was upset. Wow. I was literally so. Let me this get this. Wow. No, no, they you don't found out that your parents would let you watch the movie, so they went <laughs> out and rented it for were you. A little, oh, yeah, yeah. That's dude. How do you? That's how I saw all these my rated R movies. That's pretty messed up. I saw my how I saw all my rated R movies. Like that's like literally my aunt. My Eric, aunt. you're probably the more liberal of the uh, the guys on the podcast. What do you think about that? It's a little weird. It's uh, yeah. It's a really well, a weird second. thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Isn't well, it makes it? me wonder what else they. No, were no, doing no. But you don't understand. Like, yeah. There was a difference. Like with you as a child, if your parents told you not to watch something, you wouldn't watch it. I did. It just may have taken me a year and a half to do it. Like you so watched it because they I, said. I, I was, you know, I had made mention of it. They finally, they finally took me up. I mean, dude, I was like. 11 or 12 by that point or maybe even older than that so mm-hmm. i mean it wasn't like i was rebel without a clue. stupid young but anyway yeah. all right but here going back to my original point uh young mikey who's bright-eyed and bushy-tailed watches that movie gets real excited about it now what is the very old and cynical some might even say black-hearted uh mikey now think when he sees the film i miss the 90s so you felt like a kid watching it oh yeah I'm surprised you even acknowledge the 90s the way you're stuck in the 70s. It's true. I'm only stuck in the 70s because I can't go back to the 90s. It happens. What? (laughs) Well, that made sense to you. (laughs) I literally couldn't understand what Mikey just said. Uh, Think about it. All right. Recommend Uh, still holds up? Oh, absolutely, man. Five stars. Wham. Five and a half. Five and a half. Yet another five-star science fiction film rated by Mikey. It's not science fiction. All right. uh, it's an action movie with sci-fi elements. It's okay. a difference. Okay. Uh, Nick, what did you watch this week? I watched a couple things. One uh, was an animated film that I watched on Amazon Prime called Song of the Sea. Song of the Sea, what's this about? Uh, okay, so it's an Irish film, mm-hmm. animated Irish film. It's very much like a mythical, Is it from Irish folklore? I'm guessing it probably is. Yeah. I don't know about, enough about Irish folklore to really know, but it seems the type. It kind of reminded me of um, 
uh, the secret of Kells or yeah, I know what you're talking about. It was a little bit like that. Maybe had uh, Brendan Gleeson in it. I don't have to ask his name this time. It was nice. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) And some other Irish people who are vaguely well known that I can't remember, but it was, it was pretty good. Interesting. I mean, for and it's a, streaming on Net, uh, not Netflix, Amazon, Amazon Prime. Yeah. Gotcha. It's pretty good. And then I watched on uh, Netflix. I watched Band of Robbers, which I really actually enjoyed quite a bit. Um, it is a blundering heist film. Mm-hmm. It it kind of is a little bit reminiscent of like a Coen Brothers film, like almost like Lady Killers in a way. Ooh, I, I mean, don't movie. get your don't set your okay. sights that high, but <laughs> I was gonna say that's a pretty high pedigree. Kind of like me. that you bring all these people together to and plan this heist, and then it all goes to pot, you know? Yeah, did they go to the Waffle Hut in that movie? <laughs> yeah, no, uh, but it is in the really interesting part of it is it is set up as a Huckleberry Finn Tom Sawyer film, except that it's set in modern day, and Huckleberry Finn and Tom Sawyer are grown, or at least like late twenties, probably. Uh, Huckleberry Finn has become a career criminal and is just getting out of prison. And Tom Sawyer has since become a police officer, a local police officer, but like not a great one. Yeah. Um, As he would not have been. Right. Yeah. And uh, and they go treasure hunting. And there's definitely some taste of the books, Tom Sawyer, in there, if you're familiar with that kind of stuff. So it was pretty fun. I liked it a lot. Cool. And that's, uh, what's it called? Um, Band of Robbers. Band of Robbers streaming on Netflix. Yes. Got it, you. Uh, Eric, what did you watch this week? The only thing that I watched this week, uh, which Nick uh, also watched separately, was Westworld. Something I am very excited to see. It's right up your alley, Jared. Yeah. I mean, it's not like... I know you don't normally like stories about robots, you know, but... Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right. I know you don't have a fascination with that. No, I nothing about robots. But yeah, it's a... Uh, basically, it, it's not a Western, but I mean, it feels like a Western because of the theme. So if you're unfamiliar with what Westworld is... It is set in the future where there is a theme park where uh, people that spend enough money can go to uh, have a Western experience. So they go to a a fake Western town and and have Western adventures. Now, that being said, the inhabitants of this town are robots. So is this basically a show that takes place on the Enterprise holodeck? uh, No. No? Uh, This is... uh, I say real life. I mean, granted, it's fiction. Uh, this is a thing where if something were to say uh, go wrong and the robots don't act like they should, yeah, um, they you know there's danger possible. Oh, that so happens on the holodeck all the time. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Basically, every time a lot of things happen on the holodeck. The holodeck yeah. things that happen on the holodeck uh, stay in, hol- in That's the holodeck. Possible. Uh, uh, just a side note. Uh, <laughs> In Deep Space Nine, uh, there's the there's the character who used to be the guy that would beam them out everywhere on Next Generation. Yeah. He works over on Deep Space Nine. Well, Worf becomes part of it. They're reminiscent at one part, and the it, he also goes, "Hey, wasn't it weird how we could never get the tr- uh, the holodeck to work right?" Uh, <laughs> I had a so good true. laugh about it. That's so true. But yeah, Westworld is uh, based on a Michael Crichton. It's a book, right? It's not yeah. a story. Well. I think so. I, I, it's it's based on a story by Michael Crichton. Uh, there was a movie, an older movie starring Yul Brenner, yeah, nineteen seventy two, um, was, which I've never, actually never seen, but I've always wanted uh, wanted to check out. Um, this basically is going to be. This is what HBO was really 
pinning their hopes on for their next flagship franchise. Because yeah, uh, Game, Game of Thrones, Thrones only is, has two seasons. Yeah, it's coming to its end. They're really hoping this is going to take off. It's um, it's showrunner is Jonathan Nolan, which um, if you're unfamiliar with uh, him, he's Christopher Nolan's brother. He writes yeah. most of Christopher Nolan's movies. Yep. Um, he's also a darn good showrunner. Yes, he own, right? runs uh, Person of Interest yeah. and uh, anything else. I, I believe he's been involved in something else. Uh, Person of Interest is the thing I know him for. But uh, it's I also J.J. Abrams else. involved. It's, it's it's really the yeah, people involved in this If I'm not mistaken, shows. doesn't Steven Spielberg have a credit in it too? Possibly. I don't, I'm not That's what I remember, sure. but it, <laughs> it doesn't matter. Uh, it looks insanely good. I, I'm very excited to see it. I I'll mean, watch got, it sometime this week. You got Anthony Hopkins, Ed Harris, uh, Evan Rachel Wood, uh, James Marsden, Thandie Newton, Jeffrey Wright, Rodrigo Santoro, and more. I mean, those are just ones and we more. see yeah. in the first episode. It's The acting is phenomenal. The quality is great. I can't I no recommend this enough. The production values. We'll see where it goes. It is just a first episode, but it's rocking uh, like a nine point two on IMDb, which is insanely high. Yeah. So I'm really hoping this doesn't fizzle out. Yeah. Yeah, that looks really good. So that's uh, streaming on HBO Go or all week on HBO. And having a Michael Crichton novel being brought to life in film definitely makes it feel like the '90s have come back. Right. Right, Mikey. No, the '90s aren't back. We have cell phones. Do you guys ever see an old Michael Crichton yes. movie from the 70s? Very literally, the 90s are not back, Mikey. But yeah. Thank you for playing along with my conversation. <laughs> Do you guys ever see an old Michael Crichton movie from the 1970s called The Andromeda yes, Strand? Yes, I love The Andromeda it's a, Strand. I've it's seen a great it. film. It's a good one. Oh, it's wonderful science fiction. Yeah. No such thing. Uh, well, yeah, it's it's is it from the seventies? Is it that old? Uh, it's either late sixties oh, or early seventies. Okay, okay. I can't be a fan of a genre that's actually an oxymoron. Okay. What do you mean? Mm-hmm. Science and fiction. It's not an oxymoron, right? No. Um, yeah. No, like science is based on facts. In and this fiction case, is science fiction. would be the adjective. Fiction being the. Yeah. Don't you try to play teacher with me? Okay. <laughs> The only thing I watched this week was I finally got around to watching Togetherness, uh, season two that's on uh, HBO. This is the Mark and Jay Duplass uh, TV show that they do. Uh, I had raved about how much I loved the first season. I didn't think the second season was as good. I think it has a lot to do with season one. The characters dealt with issues that literally, like, it, it was like, I never seen a show represent what it's like to be married, really, until Together in Season 1. Together in Season 2 felt like a TV show to me. Well, how much of so. it is... I, I know it's hard to separate that, but how much of, that, of what you view on Togetherness is the show itself, and how much of it is how much you love Mark Duplass? Um, obviously, you, he's it one helps. of your he's he's obviously one. He, of my he's go-tos. one of those ponies you you yep. like to bet on in the races. Like yeah. if you see a movie with him, Jared's usually pretty. It's excited. pretty much guaranteed that if he's in a movie, I will at least give it a shot. Um, yeah, I really like it. it. They're all episodes are written and directed by them, I believe, as well. Uh, I just think season two was just a little bit formalic. There's like kind of the pinpoint that I had is there's a part where a girl uh, goes to. Did I say a word wrong? No, it's fine. I mean, it's formulaic. Yeah. Just keep going. Gotcha. <laughs> Nick, uh, Nick and I just cringed. I love, how, <laughs> like, I love how he noticed that. I saw his face. Oh, yeah. We, like, we cringed. There's a part where two women are going to have to talk something out. And of course, they're by a swimming pool. <laughs> I went like, well, obviously the one's going to push the other one in the swimming pool. And shockingly enough, that's exactly what happened. And I was just like, I don't know, just kind of disappointing. But still, 
I mean, it's pretty good stuff. I would still recommend the show. Togetherness uh, streaming on HBO uh, Go and Now and however else you want to watch HBO shows. Nice. Outside of that, I don't think I really have anything else. So are we good to start talking about Bronson? Yeah, except speaking of Mark Duplass, I saw a wolf mask at Walgreens the yeah. other day that looked exactly oh, really? like the one from, from Creep, Creep. And I've been trying to remember the name of the wolf character. Do you oh, re- anybody gosh. remember it? I can't. It's been driving me crazy. I'm going to have to go back and listen to... Uh, our episode called entitled. It was Creep. something really weird too. That yeah, it was like one. Twinkle Toes or that's <laughs> yeah, not it, was right. it was something weird, weird like, like that. that. But anyway, all right. So let's right, uh, let's do our down. episode on Bronson. Okay, let's go. All right. So Nick picked, uh, not Nick, no, uh, Eric not. picked the movie Bronson, which I forget the year it came out. It was a little while ago. I have it right here. 13, wasn't I it? I don't have it right here. I think it was 13. I think it was before that. Uh, Eric, do you want to look that up? Sure. It uh, made $2.3 million in box office. It doesn't look like it had a very big uh, wide release. It was running a 76% rating on uh, Rotten Tomatoes. It's not bad. Uh, 2008, it looks like. 2008, yeah, I knew it was a little bit. Uh, it was a little while ago. Uh, let's go around and give our star ratings. I'm going to give Bronson four and a half stars. Four. <sighs> I'm going to go three and a half. Okay. Four. Gotcha. Uh, let's go around and talk about what we do like about the movie. Eric, this is your pick, so why don't you start us off? Uh, first and foremost, I know I'm not the only one that's going to mention this. Tom Hardy just he's impressive man. Yeah. You, whatever hey, everything role you I ever see him, him in. He is he this movie now unlike uh, another movie that I'm sure we'll bring up in this pod um there's a movie that Nick and I saw called Lock that uh stars Tom Hardy. Now that movie literally the only person you see is Tom Hardy. Yeah. Uh now you hear That's voices. the one where he's in a cell phone on a car, yes. right? Yeah. It yeah. takes it takes place in a car ride. It's basically the events that unfold. Uh, now you hear other people in that. It's not um, like all is lost, where it's just uh, uh, <laughs> Robert yeah, Redford. Don't movie. put that bait in front of <laughs> <Yeah>. me. <Mary. laughs> uh, now this, though, even though there's there's actually a lot of people in Bronson, it feels like it's just Tom Hardy almost. Like he takes over every scene. Yeah, that's true. He's one of those that even if he's not the main focus of any part of a scene. If he's in the frame, my eyes are drawn to what he's doing because he's such an explosive element. Um, he makes me afraid for what he's going to do, that that outburst that may or may not happen. And he usually oh, just seems to be so subdued. that yeah. he has in this movie is now, since this was the second time I had seen it, didn't catch me off guard as much. I, I remember the first time watching this. There's scenes where he, you know, he has a a guard or like you know his his uh, art teacher like mm. captive. Yeah, um, man, I remember being. I know I'm watching a movie. I also know it's based somewhat. I mean, very loosely on a real person. I I I'm just I was so ner- I, shockingly nervous for the char- the other character and thing because literally I had never seen what felt so much like a wild animal as a character. Yeah. Like I felt like I was watching someone penned in with like a wild wolf or something. Yeah. Something that I am w- wondering how you guys vote in on this. Cause this really did kind of 
I do I do say four and a half stars, but there is a lot of uh, apprehension on my part about this movie because as I was watching the film, I kept wondering, am I going to be able to say that, like, do I, um, I'm trying to see how I can word this, but essentially, am I okay with the main character? And I'm not sure. It, he rides fine lines where... Obviously, the the contention that he do, he's never killed somebody helps. The fact that he's never crossed that line, for some reason, my brain tries to be like, well, he's not such a bad guy. But then you have that scene when, you know, he's got the uh, that prison guard in his cell and he locks a door and all that stuff. Like, because I kept thinking, like, starts greasing up. Well, at some I, point, oh, I I really so did like weird. I I got to that point where I thought like. If this movie goes steps beyond a barrier, it's going to be put in the nightlight category because I don't want to have spent this whole film watching somebody that I wish England would give the death penalty to, uh, regardless of um, the well, fact that he's never killed like anybody. Like that scene with the... I think he even says it maybe in that scene, too. But the, the other scene with the art teacher, when he's done having his fun, quote-unquote fun, and making his point and making his scene, because that's the thing, he's more just trying to... He's trying to make a name for himself. He's obviously crazy, but I mean, he's trying to make a name for himself as this unpredictable, like crazy person. So, like at a certain point, like it's almost like he for a second feels bad for whoever he has, and he goes, "All right, he's had enough. Get him out of here." And then he turns around, like so. It's like after all that, like so you just watch someone be a complete lunatic, and then for a moment you go, "But is he acting? Like is that is that an act he's putting on?" Like. Yeah, it's uh, a- he's very committed. He's very method, if it is. But I mean, he shows moments of like some moments of sanity where you, you just can't quite peg him down. Like yeah. that being said, I would not want to hang out with the guy. No. You know, uh, I would I would not trust to be in a room with him. Uh, <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> but I mean, I, I do somehow. Even though he does this, you do feel like he has a limit. Like he has he has his own code that yeah. he's like it's it's well beyond the lines of what you would draw for your own morals and code but he seems to like i don't know abide by well, we all know that if you want somebody to like your villain just give them a code and as long as they fit they stick to their own code it makes people it's the reason that yeah. dexter is so endearing is the fact that he's got a code and he sticks to it right um nick do you like bronson no I mean, the movie, it was... Yeah. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I mean, I, yeah, uh, that's the, what the I mean. Like, the character. I really had... A, that was really probably what brings it down for me, is I just don't like him. I mean, he's frightening and interesting, for sure. Yeah. Um, I think he's a character whose motivations make no logical sense to me. Which, you know, the, <laughs> it, the exact thing that you said there is what made me think of the Joker the whole yeah, time so, I was yeah, watching the movie. Um, in it's Heath Ledger's... Because, Go ahead. Sorry, it's frightening because when you cannot comprehend a character's motivation, you don't know what they're going to do. Yeah. You cannot predict what this guy's going to do. And like when his weird f- switch is going to be flipped. Like and there's a lot of those scenes where he's on the when he's on the outside and he's out of prison for a while, it's like he can like function around people. Yeah. To an extent that whole time, I was just like, "Some, you know, what's going to happen? That what's going to you can't end flip this way. his weird switch?" Yeah. And like, you're just always waiting for the shoe to drop, and it's yeah. like, it's kind of a tense movie. Oh, very much so. Now, the character himself, 
I mean, there's not I, to me. There was really nothing redeeming about his character at all. I mean, that that was something that I kept looking yeah. for myself. I kept waiting for him to. I have something. I mean, there's the point where he tries to fall in love with that woman, yet that's can't. not a person to him. That's an object right. that when she doesn't allow herself to be yeah. possessed by him, he reacts the way that he normally does. I kind of think, like, had he even had, like, a friend, had there been one person in that movie who he genuinely cared about, Yeah, it might have made a huge difference for me in, like, being able to like him. But, like, as far as I could tell, the character that they set out in that movie... He was not capable of caring for another person. Yeah. As far as I could tell. Mikey, what do you think about this subject? Well, I definitely <coughs> don't think that he could probably care about anybody. That's just my opinion. I don't know, though. It could be. I mean, I wonder if it's an act, you know? Because if I remember right, whenever he was doing those fights, um, and I think the guy gave him the 20 bucks or whatever it was, and he and he goes, I gave you one heck of a show out there or something well, he, like that. He yeah. mentions constantly. That's the whole point like, of him standing on a stage is, to right. him, he's a performer. Right. So, I mean, you never know. Maybe <laughs> it is an act. I don't know. I, I mean, that, that makes sense. I didn't think about it that, you know. I mean, it's crazy. Way, but, it's crazy. On the right. Like, a sane person can look at that and go, that's crazy. Right. But in his mind, like, I really feel like he thought, this is the... I mean, that's why he says he. I mean, he he adopts the name uh, Charles Bronson, Charlie Bronson. It that's not his real name; it's his stage name. It's his right. character that he's What's his fighting name? portraying. Yeah. yeah, I mean, he's trying to. He his goal in life was he wanted to be famous. Now he decided, well, you know, I, I could go. I'm not going to be able to go these other routes. This is something I, I. This is something I can get a name for myself at. I, I'm going to live on. Which doesn't it bug you the very fact that this movie exists then? Because it actually, in some ways, made validates it so that it, it validates. It yeah. definitely did dawn on me. Yeah. What's I wrong was kind of like wrong telling a story, though. Well, well, I mean, you're telling a story. If you tell all good stories, then you're just. Not, it's the same reason no that they try films. not to. When there's a mass murder in America now, uh, they don't put the people's yeah. faces on TV. Uh, their names well, are that. found, but they're never in the headlines and stuff like that. Right. Um, because what happens is once you celebrate you don't want to criminal activity, yeah. it breeds it. Right. Um, therefore, being that if you make a movie about Bronson that glorifies him, the question becomes like, well, what happens when somebody else watches the movie? I mean, the movie was made in 2008. And says, how I can be more violent have, than that. I can many be, people have done that? Also, I, mean, I don't like, buy any of that. But. Isn't making a movie about this guy... In probably his mind, if he is truly like the character in this movie, justifying everything he did because he accomplished his goal. He now. got to see the yeah. movie eventually, and uh, he yeah. really he, th- he thought it was great. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I don't agree. Um, make a movie about whatever you want. Well, yeah. I mean, I mean there's an element know, of that. I, I, I wouldn't people say are smarter than just to grab wrong, on the coat to coat heels. I mean, if somebody goes off and decides that it's a good idea to do this, they got more wrong with them than watching the movie. It's true. It's the same argument that people give about when the news will try and say that someone played a violent video game, so they're going to yeah, go shoot people. Right. It's like you still yeah. have to make your own choices. Right. People should still be held responsible for the choices they make. but yeah. Until the next guy comes along, he's like, I'm going to do what Charlie Bronson did. He got a movie made about him. There's that. <laughs> but I do want to I, I want to state that when I'm not I'm not trying to claim that the movie should be responsible for what it does. What it what I'm trying to get to is the fact that Charlie Bronson did awful things in his life yeah. to be famous. And by the very fact that they make this movie, 
validates his choices in right. life, and that's kind of what irritated me when I was watching the film. If, any, if anything, he got famous because of the media, and the media is really the blame for it, not not the movie. I yeah, mean, yeah. That, you always have to look at it. Like well, that. and another subject I was going to ask you guys is because a lot of times, especially Nick and I, always harp on if it's based on a true story, just make a documentary. Yeah, I have to say, I think that this route that this guy went now, obviously. Well, here, let me finish my thought before I say that. But um, I'm glad that I saw this movie and not a documentary. I think that True. the way that this movie was made in almost a Tim Burtonish way, because this movie, this movie has it's so stylized. I saw, yeah, I saw more like Kubrick. Like, like yeah, I, I Kubrick, saw, like, I could see Clockwork Orange. Well, and I think this is where <laughs> we talk about movie. who this director is. Uh, I'm not even going to attempt his name. Eric? Nicholas Winding Refn. Say what? that again. Nicholas Winding Refn. Winding Refn? Yeah, Winding Refn. Winding Refn. Yeah. Is he a Brit? No. No, he's not? I don't know. No. Uh, With a name like Winding Refn? He's Danish. He's not not British. Uh, To me, the guy's incapable of making a bad-looking film. From what I understand, he's made some films that aren't very good, Um, but... The Neon Demon's pretty universally not liked. Well, yeah, I haven't seen Neon Demon. I'll say this. There's another movie that... I could have picked by him that's on Netflix that I don't know if I'll ever pick because we'll get to it when I talk about the the things I don't like. But one of the things I will go into more in more depth. One of the things I don't like about Bronson is I love watching it. Mm. I, I love the experience of it. But the story to me is very it doesn't seem to go. There's not a lot of plot. Mm. Like, it's just kind of a happening. It's things that happen. Well, I um, would say that there's padding like, here. Like, the movie's only an hour and a half and. There's a lot of stuff that could go that not, doesn't need to be there. There's just not much of a movie when other really than suffer. the idea of the movie. There's not mm-hmm. much of a story to it. It's it, but it, I still enjoy it. Like yeah. it's still fun to watch. It's super stylized. The acting's great. The camera shots are great. The set set design is great. It's just it's an intense, fun to watch movie from someone who really knows what they're doing. But I just I am not a big fan of the story itself. Uh, there's a movie that he did called Valhalla Rising. Yeah, yeah. It's way one of those even more, man. Like, it's... That movie is strange. Yeah. Uh, it, it's visually intense, and I've it's very violent. It. And I, I love the guy that's in Valhalla it. Valhalla Rising. Um, the guy that... The, this main star of the, the movie, the main actor, uh, really, at the time of the movie... I mean, he was around, but a lot not a lot of people knew his name. Since then, he've, he's grown to some success. It's uh, Mads Mikkelsen. Yeah. Uh, he has since starred... He's the lead actor in the show Hannibal. Uh, he show. plays Hannibal Lecter. Yeah, there's a TV show called Hannibal. Yeah. I think it got canceled, didn't it? Actually, yeah, it did. yeah. Uh, but like that show got rave reviews. Uh, people yeah. say it's really fantastic. The thing that Hannibal's known for, and we need to get back to, uh, uh, um, yeah, back to Bronson. Bronson. But the thing that Han- Hannibal's known for is it is insane how that show aired on primetime really? uh, NBC. The the stuff that I've seen from that show is. It's- it's hardcore stuff. So I think one of them, well, real quick, because we just want to mention it. Uh, one of the reasons I think Jared was throwing that over to me is the director of this movie is the director of one of my favorite movies mm-hmm. of all time, which is unfortunately not on Netflix, so I can't currently pick it. Uh, he directed Drive. Now, that being said, Drive has all the same style, but like Drive has a plot. Like Drive, yeah. the issues that I have with Bronson don't exist in Drive, so that's why it mm-hmm. takes Drive to another level for me. Um that yeah, Bronson. It's 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 a it's a beauty to watch, but 
again, we'll, I, we'll get there. But yep. said, there's just not a lot of point to it. All right. So before I completely took us away for a long time, we were talking about what we did like about the movie. Eric's gone, told us a little bit about it. Do you have anything to add before we go to Nick? No, I mean, I think we'll, we'll kind of touch sure. it. It's just, I, when I talk about the style too, even just the, the, the creation of characters, not just the visual style. I mean, you have that character, Paul, that like is the, the skinny guy that, uh, you know, ends up taking him around for the fights that he meets in prison. Yeah. So like that character is so weird, man. Yeah. But like when he comes on screen, like it's still it's so fun. Like every time I see him on screen and then you expect like when you're watching that movie, you expect to see this skinny guy, you know, waltz in, you know, very flamboyant and then see, you know, Bronson, you're you're expecting he's going to do something horrible to him or or you know beat him up but he doesn't he like kind of almost respects that this guy's a character too this guy's not just one of them a run-of-the-mill dude like so it's almost like he i don't know they're not friends but i think if you're gonna point to any possible friend that he has in there it's that paul character yeah um but yeah just i i don't i think you could have given that you could have wrote down what that character is and given it to a different director and it wouldn't have been as enjoyable to, enjoyable to me. You give it to Nicholas Winding Refn, and it became that character popped like on screen. One of the things I thought when I was watching the movie is uh, I am in the hands of a master right now. Um, the he is a legit filmmaker. He's one of those where I'm putting me. I'm putting him on my must watch list. Like mm. uh, regardless if I think the movie looks good, I will at least attempt to watch whatever he makes from now on. Uh, the fact that this movie was made the way that it's made, there's nothing about this movie that says that I should like it yet. I truly found that I love this movie. So, uh, mm. Nick, what do you like about uh, the film? Um, Tom Hardy. Yeah. <laughs> Tom Hardy. I, you know what? I think we have two elements to this yeah. movie. It, without Tom Hardy's performance, I don't think the movie That's works. Exactly what without I was the director say. being uh, the director's uh, art, essentially, yeah. I don't think the movie works either. Even if you have Tom Hardy and Joe Schmo filmmaker. I don't think this movie works as well. But, uh, Nick, you were going to elaborate? Oh, uh, yeah, Tom Hardy? Love him. <laughs> uh, seriously, I mean, I like you said, I, I actually was going to make the same point. I think this movie falls apart without Tom Hardy. Yep. I mean, I think there's a hundred actors you could have put in that role, and this does not even get a one from me, maybe. I don't know. But Tom Hardy is amazing and so much fun to watch. There was somebody else that was almost all for the role. Do you remember who that was, Eric? It was on the, on the uh, IMDb yeah, trivia, and I, I can't remember what it was. I can't recall off the top of my head who it was. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll look at it later. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I just want to say, since we're talking about being offered roles and bringing up Tom Hardy, this is the movie that really started getting Tom Hardy his like career rolling. Yeah. I remember what year Inception was, but... This was I, I I'm trying to think was this this was before Inception I believe it was yeah so this was this was the movie that really put uh, Tom Hardy on people's radar this movie came out before um, I was dating my wife and I saw uh, Inception with my wife so. yeah and I, I remember reading an article too saying for for it, like I said it just got him on people's with like wow this guy can act so there's that but the physicality of this role uh, got him uh, thought of as one of the main choices he got cast in a movie that I love called Warrior. Uh, Warrior is also another very physical 
imposing role by Tom Hardy. So these two roles combined is what got him Bane. And then after Bane, man, like now he's a household name. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the actor that was uh, originally offered the part was Jason Statham. That's right. Yeah. Who I can see. Yeah. It makes a lot of sense when I think about the role and about the part. But would you have been in, as intimidated well, by that character? Now, here's the thing. Maybe. I don't think the problem I is I, I have too much it's preconceived notions with Kim movie, comedy man. in him. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what I was going to say is like, in the hands of Jason Statham, this becomes a Jason Statham vehicle. Right. And I think that would not have served the movie well. Now, of course, it could have been a career-turning performance, and uh, knows, Statham might cry every night that he has to make generic <laughs> uh, action movies now because he didn't get Bronson. But. Yeah. I don't know. I can't see that one, but I mean, yeah, you never know. I mean, because when you watch Snatch, you don't get that like, oh, this is a Jason Statham vehicle. Oh, and let me, let's just state. No, but those are the roles I actually really like Jason Statham mm-hmm. as Snatch and in is Snatch and Lockstock. Yeah. Oh, uh, I, I now I've let's be fair. Statham has been in a lot of different type of movies, but when I think of Statham, I love him. But I only think of action movies, right? Or yeah. movies that have action At this in them. Point, yeah. But yet, Tom Hardy can do a role like this, mm. crazy physical. Yeah. And then yet, do a movie like we talk about, Locke. Like Locke is, he did, it didn't need to be someone as physical as Tom Hardy. He could have been any yeah. dude sitting in that car as long as they. Could I'll have. tell you this: he's so talented, and I don't want to talk about Locke too much, but he's so talented. That movie took was him sitting in a car having phone conversations and it was amazing yeah. <laughs> like I don't know too many actors who can pull that off and make it really really amazing he's just versatile man I yeah. know we're, 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 we're yeah he's great we're, we're right. gushing but yeah isn't he the actor where there was those famous photos of him on MySpace yeah do you guys know oh, what I'm talking I about? No, I don't know there was this. some I, I don't I'm trying to think of a <laughs> cue it up word we can use just uh Uh-oh. risque uh, no 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 no, no. like uh, we'll just say lame. Okay. Uh, oh. I'll, I'll try to look him up uh, later if it's the same one I'm thinking of. All right. Uh, where basically, like, you think of, like, a Jersey Shore type. Okay. Like, yeah, the selfies gotcha. Jersey Shore people would take is the kind of photos that they surfaced on MySpace from a young Tom Hardy. I gotcha. Okay. Of course, what also might be true is I might be thinking of another actor, very, and this might be completely possible. wrong. So. I hope not. But Are you thinking anyway. of uh, the situation himself? Oh, oh the situation. situation. Uh, do you have anything else? To yeah, add? definitely. I really like how menacing he is. Yes, and how frightening and unpredictable he is. It does remind me of roles like Hannibal Lecter, uh, Heath Ledger's Joker. Yeah, um, I like. I really love those characters. However, in those movies, they are not the protagonist of a film. Yeah. And this one, they tr- he is, and it doesn't work as well for me. Like, I feel like this movie needed a good guy. I don't know if that makes it a better movie or not, but like... Well, I, I was going to get to it later, but I think it, it can be talked about now with what you're going on is my main source of contention with the film is what's the point? Yeah, and I was going to say that too when we got to the... Yeah, yeah. I mean... It's an interesting film, and I enjoyed it all the way throughout. So if the if all a film is supposed to do is entertain me for an hour and a half, my goodness, it did it. Yeah. But for me, I do like my stories to have some form of subtext, some form of this is what we're trying to get across to you. This movie just looks like a very strange chronicle of a very unpleasant man. I'll right. say this. We, we brought up a couple other movies, so, what, you know one of them's kind of old but I won't specifically spoil one but 
Um, we'll just say when we talked about the you know the villain type character that's not your protagonist. Uh, in in those where you have someone who is a horrible person, it doesn't always end well for that person. Now, in some of those ones, it does. Whereas here, though, like you have someone that I don't know if if he if he had ended up living a happy life, I don't know if I would have liked no. this movie. It would have made no it's sense ended, whatsoever. Let's just say, I mean, and we can talk about spoilers on here. It ends horribly yeah. for for him and Bronson. He ends up standing up, beaten to a pulp in a cage. That he can barely, like, he can't even sit down. Like that's his life now, like in so, in solitary. Like yeah. that's a horrible. Who's he performing for there? Like, but he got to that point because, you know, it, it's just he he pushed it too far. Like he didn't know when to stop. Like it, I don't know. It's just it, it does not end well. Like it, it's, I guess that is the point. If we want to talk about what is the point, if you're gonna pull one, it's yeah. this. This is not this kind of. Uh, choice in life this lifestyle choice is the wrong choice like you're <laughs> well, gonna end up it's kind of an unhappy. obvious point to make yeah i think for me uh, and one of the things i actually do like about it is the way they play with is this person insane and the you, the first reaction is absolutely he's insane but there are like you said glimpses of times when you're just like is he yeah. is he just playing a role and then you kind of think like, well, if he is, does that make him any less insane? I mean, not really. I, so I like that. I kind of played with that a bit. Um, and so, yeah, I don't know. I think that's about it for me. Gotcha. Mikey, what about you? Well, you guys have talked about Tom Hardy enough, so I will talk about what the <laughs> uh, director that nobody can pronounce his name but Eric Nicholson, Western Mueller, Western Mueller. Yeah, he's his name is guy with the British. His name is the director of Drive. You can say okay, just like do do a Ben Affleck from the director of uh, Drive. (laughs) (laughs) Um, wow, this movie was put together extremely well. Mm -hmm. It had awesome lighting. It had really strange music that you would not think he's known he's known for that in his other movies too but man alive it worked really well um jared instantly downloaded the soundtrack to drive just as i did whenever uh drive got (laughs) done um i mean like i said it seemed like it seemed like he had you know been influenced by like i thought like guys like uh um kubrick and then i even saw a little bit what i thought like the editing style Maybe a little bit of Guy Ritchie in there, too. I yeah, definitely got a little definitely. bit of Guy Ritchie in there. Um, it has so, that Guy Ritchie, well, the old Guy Ritchie guy yeah, right, 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 in there. Yeah. I mean, that, that scene with the, the fights feels like the yeah, Brad Pitt much. part of, like, uh I, I couldn't watch Snatch. that scene without thinking of Brad Pitt oh, fight, yeah. uh, doing his bare-knuckle boxing. Right. Yeah. 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 I mean, I, I, there wasn't anything that wasn't... I mean... Well, I, every frame of this movie I mean, is you meticulous. you say what you want about the story, but as far as, like, what was on camera and things like that, I mean, it just seemed like it was flawless, and it yeah. moved... It, it with, one, with one thing that I'll add, uh, and this is a personal preference, so I'm, I'm going to admit that it's personal preference. I hate when excessive film grain is added for no reason. There's a lot of film grain. There yeah, was a lot of film grain. That's true. I, I, I actually, care. I actually thought about that in the watching at this I, time. If I you guys were going to mention that. that, if you notice that there was one part Uh-oh. where, Boy well, finger. at least on my TV, like, like I, I guess it was the film blur, but there was like parts of people's faces moving around. In yeah, there. it's the film it, grain. Right, right. It mm. was because it's it was not weird. really there. They threw it. They run yeah. it through a filter on a computer, and right. um, to a point, I know what you're trying to do. 
I thought it was excessive it, it was in this excessive. movie. It was, it was to the level of... But I wouldn't take anything away from it. I it mean, was to the le- level of J.J. Abrams' uh, Lynn's Flair, Flair uh, stuff. Yeah, yeah like uh, jokes. I think what it did is made it look cheap. Like, it made the... Yeah. It almost bordered on making the film look unprofessional. Well, and I'll tell you what. When I first started the movie, I saw that... And I immediately had bad notions of the film. It actually took me a little bit to buy into well, the film. I think part of why, because it's 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 not done like that on on his other movies. This movie is a movie that is meant. I mean, just look at the setting of this movie. It's a very gritty movie. It's meant to. It's down and dirty. Like it's it's. Yep. I, I think that's kind of why they did that. Is they wanted to. They didn't want to have that and that be that mentality, be that uh, type of setting, and then have crystal clear. Like, you know, footage. Like, plus, you're also talking about a story that part of it takes place in the 70s. Like, they're 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 just trying to, like, rough up that film a little bit and make it, give it that, that gritty feel, I think. So. There's also I think it works, it but it's a little there. bit much. You're right. There was a little bit much. I mean, but it makes sense to put it in there, yeah, you know. You know, like I said, I don't think it takes anything away from. Something the tells of it. me the budget of this movie could not afford to do real uh, films. So. Well, right. No. Well, and why would you want to? But I mean, that's the thing. Like with the filter, you can you can set how much you put on there. You know what I mean? Like it can be a little bit, and you can barely notice it, or it can be like this. No blurry fingers, Mikey. Oh, there was no blurry okay. fingers. You know, that was a that was a good thing because it would have right. been a two and a half. Would have been Just instantly drops down. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look at that finger, two and a half. So, but anyway, yeah. I mean, I thought. Me personally, I thought the movie looked flawless. Mm-hmm. I agree, with, even with the film grain. But. You know, it's interesting. I didn't even recognize his name when I was watching the credits, uh, like at the beginning of the movie. It was only when I was about fifteen minutes into the movie, where I was just like, "Dude, I don't know who directed this, but this is like legit good." Hmm. So I actually looked him up on IMDb, and I went, "Ah, oh, like no wonder this is the guy that did Drive." Okay, so that's why this movie looks so competently done. Uh, for me, it, I don't know if I have anything else to add about things that I like. I'm actually really shocked you guys liked it this much. Oh, I, yeah. I figured it was going to be a much more mixed opinion, which I, I know we're, we're not. We're no, not. We haven't gotten to what I don't like yet. Well, that, but, but you still gave it a three and a <laughs> half. Enough, yeah. Like I'm just saying, like I was expecting this one to shake. I more up a than just bit. liked it. Gotcha. Yeah, I'll say that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, well, let's talk about what we don't like. Uh, Nick, start us off. Yeah. Okay. The biggest problem, and it's what you already mentioned to me. This movie doesn't really have a point. Yeah. It doesn't really have a plot. It doesn't really tell a story. I think maybe if I was British and I had already known about this guy and like was really interested to know about his Did life. Did anybody had ever heard of this guy before no. watching the movie? I never had. I had, but I didn't know anything about his life. I just knew of, you know, like that he was known for being like one of their most violent prisoners. It would be like watching the movie Ali if I had no idea who Muhammad Ali is. You know what I mean? Like, mm. yeah, it's a good movie. But yeah. I'm not sure what the point of that was, except yeah. that it's just to show you about his life, maybe. Um, that being said, it did so many things well that it won me over anyway. Yeah. Um, in this movie, for me, borders on just too artsy. <laughs> I'm not a huge like art film fan. Yeah. And the stuff on the stage was interesting. I will say this. That's one of the aspects I didn't like of the film. Uh, um, yeah. I'm not quite sure what he's trying to get at. I, my interpretation of it is is that that's in his inner mind. That's right. who he's playing to when he does crazy stuff. Yeah, and, which is why it kind of made sense to me. And like what Eric was saying earlier. But the, he, his whole point of his everything he does is that he wants to be famous. 
He wants people to notice him. He wants to basically be on stage. But like, it's one of the most narcissistic human beings. I've yeah, ever seen. definitely. But I don't. know, Maybe it was a little overdone for me. Um, most of those scenes I was not a fan of. That scene where he's and it's just because of the way Tom Hardy does it. But that scene where he's playing the female and and yeah, talking himself yeah. when he's whipping back and forth, I was like enthralled by that. But that's again probably more has to do with how good Tom Hardy is than actual content. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, which I like obviously watching Tom Hardy do it. On the other hand, it's just really strange. It's just a really strange thing to do. Um, that doesn't mean it's bad. It's just not really my taste as much. Um, I think that's really. I mean, besides the overindulgence in Tom Hardy genitalia that yeah. I didn't really appreciate all that it's much. A bit much. I didn't. Re- I will be. I'll be honest. I knew that there was there. I didn't remember because it's been a while since I've seen this. A little bit. Well, it's been a while since I've seen this. I didn't remember. Tell us something. (laughs) You know what was funny about that? Whenever I was watching this and saw like the first or second one, I was like, "These guys gave me crap about 54." (laughs) (laughs) Do you know what? Though I'll say this: it's effective because they're trying to put you when that scene would that scene be as scary to you if you weren't seeing that because you're in the mind of like when when it's that prison guard. I'm saying, well, it's when that prison guard is cowering in the corner, like not mm-hmm. the not the, uh, the the art teacher, but when he has that prison guard that like is worried about his family and stuff, he's so scared. Now, you as a viewer, like I was the first time I watched that, was terrified for that guy, and it's such an uncomfortable feeling because you're in that guy's shoes, and then on top of that, you're seeing the same thing that that guy would be seeing. They're not they're not hiding it. They're not cutting away with some clever camera tricks. Like it made that scene so awkward. That it made it more frightening. Yeah. Did you imagine having to grease him up? <laughs> oh my gosh! Uh, Especially so being weird. scared to death too. Oh, on top yeah. of it. When he's oh. yelling, him, "Get the back!" Like, uh, I, I would like to mock some of that stuff, but I cannot do it on this uh, yeah. broadcast, right? Because that was hilarious. Man, I'm. That scene was so surreal. Like, there's so many surreal. This movie was surreal, really. Oh uh, yeah. yeah. But yeah, I don't know, man. It's just. I, I, I definitely think it's it's a bit much. Yeah. But I think scenes like that particularly, I think they used it way too often. But I think scenes like that, if you take that out of there, that scene is not as scary to me. I, I agree. I understand why they did it. And it's kind of a running theme of my criticism of this movie. I understand why they did it. They did overdid it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, And the only other thing I would say is that I kind of felt like each section of this movie, like each portion of his life, went on a little too long. Yeah, the uh, padding. Yeah, it could have been a little bit more concise. Something else that I think I can add to that is that I kept having a feeling of exhaustion with this film. Yeah. It's the same thing that we talked about with like Sin City, where I felt that certain parts closed out enough of a story that when they would go to the next thing, I'd be like, well, I kind of already feel okay because I feel like I've already got enough of the story. There's the plot line when he's in the mental institution. Yeah. Or that short time period when he gets out, where I kept feeling like this movie keeps setting up and then ending and moving on to the next thing, where to me, the better way to do a story is to have an overarching plot with subplots. But this movie doesn't have subplots. It keeps having plots rise and fall. Um, to me, that seems to induce that thing that I talked about, that sense of fatigue as I'm watching, where I'm good. You don't ever want to be good in a film. You want... To only be good at the end, um, if that makes any sense. Not really. Mm-hmm. No? No. All right, I won't elaborate. Anymore. No, I agree. <laughs> I totally agree. Yeah. 
Um, and I think maybe that's a little bit of the tr- based on the true story syndrome, yeah. possibly. Yeah, very true. Where like you can't just invent. I mean, I guess you could, but they does anyone know if to. this movie is a pure invention or not? It's not. It's not I don't pure. believe it's not pure invention, yeah. but it's it's a not nah, it's a based on a true story. It's not a true very story. loosely. Very well, there's because I didn't look into any factual evidence. About they, the I, th- I think they took they took points. They took this happens, then this happens, then, but then the stuff in between, the actual meat of those bones, like those scenes, are not how they really went down. Now, the only thing that is real in this movie is, I mean, that that footage that's playing behind him when he's talking and he's, yeah, when he gets tell. out. Yeah, that's, that's footage of, of yeah, that's footage uh, of the actual I love, guy. I actually really like that part I where he organized an, an entire riot where they're literally <laughs> ripping the roof off of the prison. Uh, <laughs> I love that part. Uh, Mikey, what about you? Is there anything about the just, film that you don't like? I just want to say, too, sorry sure. to cut in real quick because I'll forget about it. So, that blew my mind. I didn't look up the the if this part is true or if, how much of a stretch this is. It blew my mind when I was watching this movie the first time that he was such a problem prisoner and so expensive that their answer was just let him go. Yeah. <laughs> I had a Which lot I of can, questions about that. I part. have a hard time believing that, but But here's one know. thing. Didn't they say that 26 years had passed or something, something like, that? like that? Yeah. So maybe with for not telling us, maybe he was a good boy for a little while. Yeah, or maybe like this is part of his invention in his mind that like he's yeah. so bad that he got let out when in reality, he well, he got let out for good behavior and time served. Well, at a certain point, I mean, yeah, they, the the public only knows so much of what's right. going on, so like they can they can release they could release someone and really not. I mean, you they could be releasing the worst human being in the world, but if you're only the people on the inside know that, um, the people on the outside have no clue. You know what this guy is. Because the crime that he's on paper for is nothing. I mean, he yeah. he stole a few bucks. Like you know, it's just I don't know. Like that part. I assume I didn't look up that part of his history. I assume that he did get released. I would think so. You know, and it that it um probably might have been because I honestly I could see it. It just blows my mind that it would happen. Right. That that someone could be so much of a burden that their answer was <laughs> well, it's not our problem. Get him out of here. He's everybody else's problem, and just release the dude yeah, back. I, I release see, that like, guy look, into like, society. If that is their excuse, and you look at paper, and this guy, what was his original crime again? Like he just stole some of the money out of that out of that yeah, register. He, like he basically stole money from a place he worked. They at, gave him which, seven years. For, oh well, he did beat up them two cops. Yeah, they, yeah when they well, came to get him, he beat up the cops. Yeah. Well, I mean. That, that may be why he did seven years yeah. for stealing a couple of bucks. So, and the guy who sentenced to seven years served thirty. Yeah, sure. Let him go. You know, I get. I get it. Yeah. Um, as far as what I don't like, I mean, other than the film grain, there wasn't much. I will say this now. I kind of like the him being on the stage thing because it was kind of like a narration from him, but it was uh-huh. kind of a smart way to or a different way to do it. Yeah, yeah. So I did kind of like that. Much better than a voiceover. Right. right. Well, at least it's different. I mean, right. yeah, I can see where people would say we're weird, and I could actually see where it even pull you out of the movie. But I just liked it. I, can I explain was... what I don't? I didn't like about uh, the that stuff is that I th- I thought from the outside of the film that 
at some point, this guy is going to get out, and he's going to have a show where he kind of explains his life. <laughs> That's what I thought. Too. And then at some point, well, you I thought realized, that was real. Yeah, yeah at I the beginning too. of the film, I did, and it was only about halfway through. I was like, oh, "Well, there's, there's that, no way." This there's guy's that scene out. where like he starts talking, and because the, the first couple times you see those scenes, everyone's ha- loving it. He's playing up that character, and then everybody's having a great time. Then things don't go well for him, like when he gets in the mental hospital. And he is in a bad mental state, so he's angry. The the audience, not just is upset, like they don't they, they have no reaction. Like he's basically it's just like there's they're not their faces aren't moving, they're just no. might as well be painted back there. Like Yeah. If you I, at that point, were you still like I mean that to me I don't remember. If when I had it any questions the first time it was like, Okay, well this is I don't know this that I analyze it that deeply, like, this but is not real. yeah, I don't know. I analyze it that deeply, but at some point in the movie, I was like, "This audience is not acting the way an audience, audience should act." Like it yeah. can't be yeah, real. Some of the things that he was saying and everything, right? Uh, Mike, I think I interrupted you. Where were you going with that? Though? Oh, I was just saying the one thing. I, I mean, I, I did like it just because I thought it was a cool way for him to kind of be a narrator. Yeah. Um, other than that, I would agree I mean, with that. I can see, I can see why people could get drawn away with it because it is weird and it is strange. I mean, don't get me wrong; he's got the two, paint, uh, yeah, faces painted and everything. But um, yeah, I mean, other than the film grain, though, I really didn't have a whole lot to complain about it. It was, it was a pretty good movie. Got you. I think I've said everything I uh, wanted to say. Eric, do you have anything else? No, I'm I'm just baffled that everyone liked this movie. Like, yeah. I thought I was bringing up. I know why Mikey liked it. There's no character arc whatsoever. That's true. That's true. That's true. <laughs> this is set character uh, set in the '70s. Uh, static character? No, no. Uh, part of it. Day in the life. Day in the life, or whatever. Day in the life. We know life. We know Mikey. We know Mikey loves uh, documentaries, and this was basically like a. Because, like I said, it doesn't have much plot. It's basically like a super stylized, uh-huh. fictionalized documentary. And right, right, right. Like science fiction. A uh, <laughs> oxymoron. Okay. Once again, here we go. I would All say right. this is more fantasy, Mikey, than yeah. uh, science fiction. Oh, fantasy now. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Anything else here? <laughs> no. No. All right. I think we can close the book on Bronson, which leads us to uh, Mikey's pick for next week. <coughs> Brace uh, yourselves. Mikey, what is our movie for next week? <coughs> well, Jared. I haven't watched this yet, and it's been out for about four years, or five years, or enough years. I'm shocked already. where I wanted to see it, but uh, VHS. Okay, VHS. Yes. All VHS right, the horror anthology. Yes. All right, sounds good. So we'll do VHS for next week. Uh, and until then, cue it up. <laughs> <laughs>